Oh. You ain't never heard of Go Movies? Oh. Uh, type in Go Movies. Huh. What? Ladies and gentlemen, the podcast is back in your RSS feed and we are live. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Late Night Jackson's The Roundtable. Oh yeah. I'm your host, Eddie Wright. Joining me, the unusual, usual suspects, Brother Percy Donaldson. Yo. And Brother Rob Benson. Oh yeah. And joining us tonight, the comedian that you must see to appreciate. She is one of a kind. She is in her own lane. Stella, on top of it all. And at guard. And starting at point guard. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring back to the round table, Rita B. What's happening? Best introduction I ever had. Man. Hey man, that's what we do. You looking over your shoulder? Man. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, he talking. Man. Welcome back to the round table, and for those of you who are listening, of course, it is Friday, and as we do every Friday about this time, if you're on your lunch, if you're folding clothes at the house, if you're riding in your whip, plugged us into the auxiliary. Make sure you pour you up something nice if you're drinking and driving. Make sure it's sweet tea with light ice. And uh, we'll get right to it. How does everybody feel today? Good. That's awesome. Yeah. Feeling good. Feeling great. I'm running again. You're running again? Yeah. How does it feel? It feels tiring. Um, <laughs> I my chest was going to cave in. <laughs> but I kept running. I kept running. I ran for about 30, 40 minutes. Ran, walked, ran, walked. And so. Where are you running at, Palm Bridges. Oh, I was day. Me and, me and uh, Richard Bradley. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, Rich. You got really? Rich out there, man. Oh, he's out there today. Hey, what you do when you see somebody? Though, do you make eye contact or do you Which just you know, look down? You got to yell at yeah. across the track. <laughs> I was running. Somebody was like, "My favorite comedian." <laughs> <laughs> be quiet. <laughs> somebody work it out. He ain't even come out here for this shit. <laughs> right, right. He ain't come out here for this. I'm at a family barbecue. Talking to you while I'm running because I can barely breathe. As we always do, man, there's a ton of news going on and uh, we juggled where to start. But I think the fellas most definitely want to get into the national politics. And I'll yeah, just kind of I'll just train. Yeah. <laughs> As Rob calls it, the trees and train is pulling in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man if you have been living under a rock which i'm pretty sure most of you have not uh 45 is on the loose he's firing people left and right <laughs> on the loose he's on the loose he's firing people left and right people are stepping down and right now people are starting to get a tad bit shaky in dc about whether it be their job or whether it be you're gonna have to pick a side soon in other words and uh it's it's most definitely something a lot of us saw coming and um i just wonder how far it's gonna go is he gonna do you guys think he's gonna step down or do you think they're gonna have to force him in the station baby trump's gonna step down yeah Absolutely not. Too much pride. Too much pride. Yeah. They're going to take him down. Yeah, now they're going to take him down. Person said he got a jet. He's going to get on up out of here. Yeah. He got a two-week vacation coming up, right? 
Yeah, I think he'll Oh, y'all think he'll come back? Yeah, he'll be gone for eight days. He'll be overseas for like eight days straight. Really? As sitting president. Like he going to Israel, a bunch of places, but he's going to be overseas for like eight days. So mm. that should be interesting. I don't think he's coming back after the eight days. I think like he's going to go to, uh, what's the name of the place uh, where all the Russian presidents go? It's like a little island Putin got. I don't know, man. I have no idea. Man, let me tell you something I did see today that was extremely interesting. There is a place called Yacht City. What Yacht City is, is a humongous luxury cruise ship that only millionaires and billionaires live on. And it just travels the world. It's like, that's insane. Rob, where y'all next stop? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I don't do that. I don't get down like that. Well, she quick on her feet, man. I like that, Rick. Quick. I dope. think my next stop is uh, <laughs> kissing me, Florida. <laughs> well, yeah, man, it's amazing. This is a this is a legit thing. Like millionaires and billionaires are most definitely, and it's a huge like it's a cruise ship. So they actually did that. I thought it was like no. What's Trump going to be then? Yeah, it's on. Like, they living on that thing, and they traveling coast to coast, and it's like, I'm like, what do, when do you get off? Because there was some reporting this evening that the senators uh, in, on the Intel Committee was actually, Comey was giving them classified information today. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, wow. so everything he had been holding, hiding, grand jurors, penals, all the information he had gathered thus far was coming to the senators today. They've been talking mm. so stupid. Like, I got a chance to watch a little bit of the hearing today, the Senate hearing, and <laughs> and you can see like Democrats like, okay, so what's going on with Trump and Russia? And the FBI was talking a minute, and then they say no Republicans. Hey, uh, in Afghanistan, uh, yeah, how are troops doing? And what do we have to worry about? I'm very worried about uh, cyber bullying and. <laughs> Bullshit like that, man. And they trying to get off the damn subject. Yeah. yeah. And it's sad how they put party before country. Party before what, country. And it's not even party. They putting themselves before country because they don't give a damn about you either. Republicans, uh, citizens, I don't care who you are. Rank account. Damn about you. Rank account, mass account. Oh, they in trouble too. Yeah. Man, they in some. Hey man, oh, read them WLBT comments on that is. Oh, they got the comment section back up on there. Oh, the comment section yeah. been rolling. <laughs> and if you look, and if you look, and how they try to quiet down, like what's going on in Rankin County with the, uh, what's that the ACLU? Yeah, let, yeah I'll get mass, to that. Let, let's let's finish. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and it's but look, it's the same. It, it's cor- it okay. correlates because if you look and how they try to quiet down the crime or whatever going on with mm-hmm. the police department. Over there, massive. It's the same way these Republicans are trying to quiet down. They just talk pretend, about Trump. They just pretend the you do not see what you see. Yeah, yeah. And you mean to tell me, and then, so you can blame it on all the economic and social anxiety you want to, but, and it's social anxiety. Where the fuck that come from? <laughs> and, I don't, and I don't even curse like that on I don't try not to curse like that on But what? Like, social anxiety. Social, social anxiety and economic anxiety, and they try to blame it on all that. But the same thing is, it's like you're going to protect supremacy. You're going to protect white supremacy most of all. And that's what's happening with Trump because he's not re- protecting the Republican Party. Right. He's he re- he protecting his old white ass, and that's what old white men do. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that picture I, I, yeah. I posted in, in, in the group. 
where the uh, WABT cameras couldn't get no closer than the Dollar General. Yeah. Yeah, man. Because Rizzle ain't going to let you down there to put a camera in somebody's face and ask them, you know, well, who got shot down here? What's yeah. going on? Oh, no, You're not going to get no report on that? You ain't no, gonna update exactly. on that? No, no, you ain't gonna update that. You can, you can, we can talk about. Uh, we reached out to the police department for further yeah. comment, and uh, and they told us no. You haven't got any. <laughs> no, you are gonna get mega dog adoptions, <laughs> and that's yeah. what you are gonna like. You are gonna get Wednesday's child, nigga. Wednesday's child. That's it. And that's it. But going into one of that one of those statements that Percy did make, Madison, Mississippi is most definitely on the uh, the highlight reel of the nation right now because the ACLU is basically placing a lawsuit into action. Um, the article reads the ACLU of Mississippi, the American Civil Liberties Union, and the law firm of Simpson and Thatcher, hmm, and Madison County Sheriff Department over its unconstitutional policing program to systematically target black people for illegal searches and seizures of persons, homes, and cars. This ain't surprising to me. It, right. <laughs> My folks live in Madison. I used to live in Madison when I was in school, when hmm. I was in, at Jackson State. And I used to get trailed all the time. I got pulled over a couple times. Scary, scary, mm-hmm. scary, scary. My stepdad used to have a Jackson State tag on his Jeep uh. Cherokee. He got, he and I had tent on my truck back then. Yeah. We we got trailed all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. all the way into the neighborhood, all the way down Hoy Road, which is a street you're, you're probably wow. familiar with. Wow, yeah. All the way into the neighborhood. My mom drives a really nice car. She's gotten trailed as well. You know, so it's not uncommon. But to hear some of the things in this article about yeah, it's houses getting right. um, invaded and and asking them to, to say stories that weren't true. And elderly people being kind of just put through some really emotional stuff that you really shouldn't put elderly people through. It's just like, I, it's... I, my, I guess my, my, my question is, what does this all mean? Because clearly police uh, are not held accountable. Uh, today, period, when it comes to shooting, when it comes to discrimination. I mean, you had the big thing in New York with the racial profiling and stop and frisk, a little something, a shake up there, but nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to happen because of this report. I mean, you know, the ACL, you can say what they want to say, but... They're going to some bread for some folks, but... Yeah, they want that, and I think that's what they are. I don't think it's going to change anything. I've been out there for right at three years, and like in the article, the lady said they stopped policing at the white side. Right yep. there at the white side. I just so happened to be in the white side. And my first, my first, the first thing I noticed when I got out there, when I was standing in Ridge and I used to get pulled over all the time. And I think I see this on here once before. Yeah, you did. It, it got to the point where I would go to Kroger, where they would eat hot plates. The police officer, I would go and introduce myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I stay over here, man. I'm just like you. I mean, I got, what you got? You got a wife? You got kids? I mean, I'm just like you. I mean, I, I don't get this shit every day. Like, I don't get, like, how y'all ain't saying, you know, dude in this white car right here, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's fine. Just let him go on. He stay down in the gable. That's that. Just, I mean, we can't do this shit every day. I stayed, I stayed in Wilmer Bluff, and I did the same thing right across uh, Oh, you crossed Spillway. Yeah, you just buy coffee. Look, look, I did the same thing, man. I used to, before I go to class at Jackson State, I used to go to the gas station, drink coffee, sit and chill. Hey, how y'all doing? Just around the cop on me before I go to class, letting them know who I was. Mm-hmm. Like, I stayed right around the corner, just moved around there. And they're like, okay, yeah. So you have to do that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, you shouldn't have to. 
True. You have to, especially if you don't want that but, problem. But in Ridgeland, they were policing that little Williams Boulevard right there mm-hmm. at, at uh, Old Cam because you had Sunchase back there. You had the Lexington back yeah. there. And, and they that was, still roadblocked it. That man. was the majority of the population in Ridgeland. Like 15% of Ridgeland is right there on that street. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 492 units in Sunchase. So a lot. Yeah, you see the bus stops in the morning. Bus stops are insane. Hmm. But once I got out to Madison County, with that little sign where it says Lake Caroline, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> That's why I was today, man. Bro, you ain't going to see a police officer. If you see him, he on his way to work. Huh. Like he leaving his house, coming back into the city to go bother somebody else. Huh. But, I mean, we don't see police officers. I went one year without seeing a police officer. I can come down... Stribbling Road, doing 65, 70. Mm-hmm. Going to pick up my kids from school. Nope. And pass the police officer. Bother me, because you're supposed to be out here. That's how they figure. You're here, you're supposed to be here. The only time I saw a police officer was Halloween. That was it. Huh. And that was just to honk the siren at the little white kids coming in the neighborhood, driving kind of fast, and you got trick-or-treaters walking, so they hit that siren just to let them know slut thing. Right. Oh, they didn't pull out a rifle and shoot Oh, no. The <laughs> they didn't shoot through the back of the car. Okay. Mm. A, a rifle. Because that's their neighbor's key. Right. And they don't want that wrath. They can. They, they feel like they can handle us in the kind of way they yeah. want to handle us, but they it's don't a, want to deal with... It's a stigma go with that, that black skin. Man. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Some preconceived me, notions go with that black skin. I, mm. I had people uh, that, you know, like friends and family, and all, they want me to come out there certain time of night. Well, you know, let's just say I ain't got a face for TV, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I fit the description. Of? Who else? Who else? Of whoever. Who else? They like, looking for at that point in time. And I know that. Like, when I get checked at the airport, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm almost always with a beard, first of all. So, when that 9-11 thing happened, I just always got checked at the airport. I ain't never think nothing of it. Like, you know. I got a beard. what they do. That's just what they do. I already know. And so, like, there's certain places I won't go at night <laughs> because I know I fit the description. Yep. But sometimes uh, I just do it anyway. But my biggest it's, problem, though, is, like, reading. When I read them comments and I read through them, like, a lot of people dismiss that shit and be like, man, get out that comment section. Get out there. That is America. That's America. Yeah, man. that comment section be it's wide open. It's America. So I'm reading this comment, this white lady, and she's just going back and forth and talking about, it's not that bad. I've got pulled over, and if you're not committing a crime, it's not that. You know, I do random searches all the time and this and that. And, I mean, it's almost like you want to try to explain that shit to her. You know it's no purpose in trying to explain it to her, but you know she needs to know. Yeah. It was it was very few times when I felt like I was the smartest Endangered. guy. No, nah, when I felt like I was the smartest guy in school. <laughs> I, I never felt like that. I never felt like I was the smartest guy in any room. Like, I was always students and stuff smarter than me. But when I look at that comment section. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> you feel great. <laughs> I'm like, wow, thank you for letting me feel like I got a little sense. There it is. Oh, I said I said Rob a screenshot uh, under this story about the Madison uh, uh-huh. discrimination. And this is a guy using his, his full name. Brian oh. Mack got a thumbnail, pictured everything. He ain't even trying to hide. So he legit. Keeping your neighborhood free of blight, crime, drugs, and fat black women's pumping out multiple Whoa. kids from multiple random animals is always a good thing. Yeah. 
the, the following comment. It has to be a genetic condition in that so many blacks are so corrupt and dishonest. Perhaps a scientific study? Nah, liberals will just attack the scientists and their findings. Let me see that. I mean, that's how they feel, man. But the catchy is they work with Rita and... Ah, oh, but Rita's different. I'm well-spoken. She's a nice black girl. Right. She's well-spoken. <laughs> you you She's look articulate. good on, on Channel 7. Rita, you coming to lunch with us? That's what that's it, it scares me. That, scares that's just scary. They, they need a credit because they feel like you know I will do this for this black person, <laughs> and that will be my penitence. Yeah, right. right. For how I feel. I was a good Samaritan today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go watch Django a thousand times. A thousand extra times. copy. This scratches. Yeah, so it's what? like that. <clears throat> While Madison County is 58% white and only 38% black, the ACLU says 73% of arrests made by the Sheriff's Department between May and September of 2016 were black residents. You know how they say it's a 70, hood in every city? That shit right there going on in, in three. the city all over this country. That's high. But i tell you something else, too, though. They're going to... Uh, I know that they like congregate in renting areas too. Like in renting areas, they're gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In ownership areas, they're not, not gonna so be there. Hmm. Like acreage. Oh yeah. For what? If it's some acreage not out there, coming. he ain't gonna nowhere for nothing. <laughs> like <laughs> ad valorem taxes and stuff like that. You know that stuff comes into play, and it's but it's certain areas in Madison County where ownership has occurred and has been that way for 50 and 60 years, uh, close to 100. And some of those places are black. And they, it's small, little, smaller places in Madison County, but I know they get their roadblock. Mm-hmm. I hear about it all the time. I never go back there. I never go back there to black roads. I, on the back roads. <laughs> but really, they black roads, too. Yeah, right. I don't go back there on them back roads like that, man. Because I already know I had a store on the on the edge of uh, Jackson and Madison, right down County Line, and it was certain times they just quit coming to the railroad on County Line on West County Line, Madison County. Mm. They used to come all the way down to the railroad. Now I think they stopped at like Livingston. Mm-hmm. Because oh, that's a black area, yep. and they love you know setting up over there, like picking off black folks. And I think uh, I forgot who it was, but one of the supervisors got on that and made them back up. And I think now they stop at Richwood and Lake Over. Mm-hmm. Yep. I so. Yeah, they used to come all the way down to Cynthia Road. They ain't got nothing to do with them. Hmm. <clears throat> well, I don't think there's going to be enough outrage about this uh, from the community or any of the... The, the community's on 38% out there. That, city, that city community is willing to pay for that to go away, mm-hmm. to continue status quo. And forward. they are going and to pay. And to be honest, I have heard some black people say they move to Madison to get away from other black people. So That's real. Not, that is real. There are oh, probably some real. black people that are like, yeah, keep the riffraff out. Yeah. Yeah. You got a very good point there. Because I, I, I have heard that conversation too. Basketballs, you can leave everything outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a basketball and a bike been outside my house for like probably seven days. Man, listen, listen. <laughs> I had to go chase down four little knucklehead guys 
<laughs> for stealing my nephew's bike just the other day. Did you? Yes. They still steal bikes? They stole their bikes and was riding them down bowling. <laughs> wow. <laughs> bowling Street. And they were headed home, and I guess they saw me, and they jumped in the woods, and they left the bikes and started running. It was actually three of the bikes. Two of the bikes were my nephew's bike, but they had four bikes, so I took all four. Oh, folks. And uh, I'm waiting on him to come back. Hey, if y'all hear this and your son ain't got his bike no more, because I caught him stealing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got his bike. But if you the parent on mm. the other end, why are you not questioning your kid? Like, hey, where did you get this bike from? <laughs> like, <laughs> why is this bike at our house? Yeah. I didn't buy you this bike. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, it'd be like that. And I understand people. I don't understand, like, moving away from black people, but I understand, like, Wanting a new house, I want to buy you a new house, a nice house. Man, you know they ain't building too many in Jackson. Yeah, they not. Especially that you know affordable. Only thing got me out there. Yeah, was school. School, yeah. yeah. Then you got now, school. Now that I, I you could have got, got kids. you could have got thirty thirty four hundred square feet. Yeah, in Jackson, Mississippi, with a swimming pool. Yeah, on, 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 on the left there. side of State Street. But you weren't gonna <laughs> get that level five school. Nope. No, nah, you were. Period. No. And that, my friend, is a very and when you got kids, difference. the formula changed. I got uh, some some cousins. I mean, they Jackson till till I die, till it's over. The minute they had children, it's like, man, we got to get the hell up out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I'm you, I watched I watched a friend of my kids go from like talking a certain way, and and you know, grades just wasn't all that. When they were at school, he moved out there to Madison. Seemed skyrocket, total change. I mean, now, now they're kids. They're yeah. kids. They were actually young grown folks <laughs> back then. Yeah, <laughs> and the environment switched them back to kids. Hmm. And it's the shock. Yeah, and I sit there. And I smile. Not too many every, people out here look <clears throat> like me. Every day, man. Every day, I smile. Just thinking about the change they made from just changing schools. So that's a big point. Do y'all think there's a, a benefit to diversity in neighborhoods? Because I I moved to South Jackson off Elton Road. And this is a, a home that I used to live in when I was in middle school. And I've moved back into it. My mom was renting it. Okay. And uh, just driving around the neighborhood, I, I ran upon some white people, some older white people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm noticing now the neighborhood is way less versatile and diverse, race, racially diverse as it used to be. But to be honest, it made me feel something when I saw white people walking in the neighborhood, too. Mm-hmm. Because that gave me the idea that, okay, well maybe this neighborhood is safe. And yeah. when, I, when I felt that, right. I felt bad. When yeah, I, I felt, felt it, that, right. yeah. But I did feel it, and I'm yeah. acknowledging it. Yeah. So is, do you think there's a benefit to diversity in neighborhoods? It's definitely a benefit to diversity. Uh, I think the more cultures you can be around, the more all-around person you become. Of course. Like, I always say I'm going to invite a bunch of white folks to my tailgate Jack State game and beg them to come because it's had stuff you hear me talk because I got out of Mississippi for every time ta- every chance, chance I, I could. <laughs> and I went to like one of the true melting pots 
of the United States, which is Washington D.C. It's everything, and I and I got a chance to experience different cultures, start eating different foods, seeing different people, doing different stuff, and I absolutely loved it. It was like living National Geographic, yeah. and and uh, what's his name? What Bourdain. is it with you and National Geographic this week, man? I used to love National Geographic. Okay, okay. I, I, well, I, I ain't watched in like two, three years. Like them Corona titties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Corona bottle. They don't even. They, I was I, I was asking. I was asking. This is this is a question. I was asking. Do National Geographic still show like women breasts, black women breasts? Because I always thought it was crazy that they only showed black women breasts and like didn't show white women breasts. A titty, titty. Like if one titty can be seen, all of them should be, be seen. seen. I don't want to see none of them. And I just wonder what they still doing that man. But that's. Conversation we had earlier this week. It was hilarious. <laughs> Reed, I actually think it's like a sign of actually just entering that sunken place. Mm. Yeah. Because you have accepted that ain't nobody going to look out for you, that they're not here to protect me. So at just the sight of a white person, you feel like safety because you know if I'm around them, they're going to protect them. Yeah, at least. So if I'm if I'm close or in the vicinity, I might get a little bit of that protection too. So yeah. it's like you didn't gave up something if you feel like, you know, with just me being a human being, whether I'm black or not, me just being here in South Jackson at this residence, I should feel protected. Mm-hmm. But I don't. So the mere fact that this white person walking down the street, I know if they hold their hand up too high in the air, Three police cars gonna show up, mm-hmm. so maybe I get a little bit of that protection too. Right. <laughs> and that's and that's where that comes from. See, you know how you gotta get that in the black neighborhood when you move in. You got a barbecue three times. <laughs> <laughs> Invite three? everybody yeah, three times. Each, each time gotta be right before the stamps hit the card. It can't be like when the stamps hit because ain't nobody gonna want nobody from there. You gotta be right before the stamps hit, and then everybody gonna be when they hungry. When they home, yeah. and see, then they are gonna watch your house. Yep. <laughs> I can't tell you how I know that. <laughs> but that's what you got to do. You have to cook for your neighbors at least once. You have to get them something to eat. Funny you should say it that. Is. Ribs work best. <laughs> but, poke. but don't give them the ribs the day you want them to watch your house. You got to give it to them because they're going to go to sleep, see? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be gone later on to a concert. Yeah, Can't yeah. get in the real that yeah. day. You got to give them real another day. To kind of backdoor on what Rita was saying, I think a, a little bit of cultural diversity is most definitely good and very important, especially in, in, in the youth's case. For example, in, in the neighborhood me and Percy grew up in. Oh, man. Uh, I forgot. Extremely culturally diverse. As a uh, our neighborhood used to be all white for a very long period of time. As um, reverse gentrification, as I like to call it, started to happen, some people stayed, some people left. We had one guy, and still this, to this day, he is still in our neighborhood, named Mister Masters. Funniest name in the world. <laughs> Only white guy. Only white guy left in our neighborhood. He His did not sell. Masters? Last name Masters. Mister Masters. He fixed <laughs> to this day for the past. I would say over 40 years has fixed any kid's bike, fixed any kid's flat, anything a child would need. They are pre-programmed to know, hey, go over Mr. Master's house. Mr. Master is going to help you. Did you say Master? Mr. Masters. Masters. That's how I start rolling out yeah, your mouth, though. do. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, and that man. man that so right. yeah. <laughs> and it's so, hey, look, the only white guy in the whole neighborhood, his last name, Master. Yeah, so it was I grew hilarious. up saying, like, Mr. Master. Can I get some air in my tie? 
he, I don't know if he like. Oh, he's such a sweet guy. He was. He was never a dick. He was just like, if, hey, if, if, he, I, if, if I'm I, watching golf, don't bother me. If I ever thought he had a racing bone in my body, I'd probably kill him. <laughs> <laughs> but I grew up saying, Mr. Masters, can I get some air in my tire? Mr. Masters, would you fix my back rim? Right. All and he would do he all would do this all. shit. Like, this like, dude is... Any day, as long as golf went on. Yep. As long as golf went on. on. Yeah, there's undivided attention. And people like that still exist and for... Younger and older people to still see and experience these people regardless of what point in their life it is, there's a benefit. There was a benefit for me in being sent off to a camp in Vicksburg, which is a computer camp, and being around a long cast of different types of people. You begin to see things as it's not literally like it is. Like, of course, you do have to be careful because you're still not fair-skinned, but, hey, not everybody is out to get you. Not everybody out to get you. It changes perspective because, honestly, we all want the same thing. That's it. When it's over with. When it's over with, when you get out of the skin, we all want the same thing. And and when you get to know people, you, you realize that. What's you that? Hmm? What's, what's the same thing we want? We want to be happy. Like, most of the... Take care of your kid. Most, love. Yeah, love. Live, family. Celebrate. Right. That's what we all want. That's what we all want. We want to feel secure. We want love. We want to. We want to have a family and just you know live your life, enjoy yourself. One bed, enjoy yourself. And when you get to the bottom of it, that's what we all want. But you have certain people, media, government, who try to separate us because there's power in separation. There's power in letting not letting people know that we all want the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as long as so I have some this, type of power over you, yeah. I'm better. You want this, but he want this. And if he get this, it's going to cost you this. So you got to vote for me. <laughs> and I won't prevent that. And that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's bullshit. And that's what it is, man. We all want the same thing, really, man. So I just don't. I try to give people, I give people, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But it's, I really, it's a, you know, content and character case by case basis. <laughs> case by case. Case by case. Yeah, so there prove it, it to me. Cause right. I'm living right in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, what reader was talking about? I'm I'm the test case. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sitting plop in the middle of it. Yeah. Well, as far as I can see. I like look that. out of my driveway at five thirty, six o'clock, and it's four or five little white balls, two white girls, three little black balls, my little black girl, hmm. and they're playing basketball in my driveway. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, basketball goes like the universal honeypot. It's right. just like you can drag it to the street and literally it's like it's like when when animals smell fear. Man, <laughs> Kids smell a leather ball and it's just like huh, 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 somebody got a basketball goal out? Yeah. Oh man, we got to get yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. They even bring the policeman out. The policeman come out there and shoot. Yeah. It's yeah. true. I got the, that that, that, that Madison County Sheriff who the ACLU yeah. next door to me. Oh wow! <laughs> next door to me, <laughs> but the shit is, I'm the one. You get yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he riding his riding lawnmower across the street, and he said, "Rob, you gonna be gone?" I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna be gone." And I come back on a Sunday in the yard, cut. I know who did it. Right. I passed smell test. Hey, <laughs> let me yeah. let me let me sniff you. you get it? So it's. <laughs> Smell normal. I mean, it's a little something different in there because I showed up in Verdon Dish when uh, what's called came home. They had that part over there. Who was it? Well, Zeta came home. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had that part over there. I'm in Burton District, and I'm like, damn, nigga, I'm at home. Yeah. I mean, because I know I'm so I'm far away from where I came from, right. but I just feel like I'm at home. I mean, he's my folk right here. Yeah, buddy. Nothing like <laughs> so, being around your folk. Yeah, I live in the summer place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Late Night Jackson. We want to take a moment to give shouts out to our sponsors, Shop Shop Studios Great for the space thing. and the opportunity. Uh, MyChefDave.com, your chef at a moment's notice. Godfather Cigars, let's sit down and have a cigar. Uh, Donald's Construction with over 37 years of construction experience. Digital Imprint Solutions, leave your mark digitally. And Rob Benson's Graphic Designs, your graphic designer's favorite. <laughs> Graphic. Call him, ask him. Designer. He might do some garbage work. But just ask him who his favorite graphic designer is. He's going to tell you. Man. Let you know. I wake up every morning where it say Rob Benson Design. And then my notification say 96 views. Don't be no likes. <laughs> it be 96 <laughs> views. I'm like, damn, who went all through my shit? Look at oh, okay. I'm the king of that. Okay, that's it. That's why I wrote that topic like the... Uh, what was it? Originality? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I want to talk to Rita about that. Oh, I just want to talk to Rita about okay, that. Let, let's, 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 let's get into it. <laughs> man, don't make me be messy. Come man. on now. Man, we, we here to talk. We, we ain't here to be up. messy. What, 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 did I, what did I say that was? It was uh, original, originality <laughs> and the lack of uh, self-derived ideas. Mm-hmm. And it's running rampant in Jackson, Mississippi right now. Ooh, oh, yeah, man. You can't do nothing, man. You can't do nothing. Can't. can't do nothing. One it keeps you on your toes for sure. Mm-hmm. Because when you see something of yours copied damn near verbatim, mm-hmm. you have two choices. You can get angry and approach them about it, or you can just recreate something and do it better. Get I mean, better. It, it, you just have to prove that I am clearly more creative than you, and so you're going to get tired of stealing from me because yeah. my creative juices are not going to run out. That's yeah. right. Hey, look. I was angry for a long time, Rick. I tell you, I was angry for years. I, really? I, I, I can understand why. Yeah. I tell you what worked though. It's working for uh, the restaurant business because I am eating some of everywhere. They right popping now. up everywhere. Yeah, they are popping <laughs> up like, like a pop up. Huh? Like restaurants, restaurants. just new restaurants. Like, oh restaurants. yeah. Everybody trying okay. something. Everybody wants okay. to cook. Everybody What's wants to cook. Thing? Everybody doing their thing, man. Well, I think I it's feel great. like that's been that's been long overdue because I've been so tired of going to. Uh, places, restaurants where the white people are just taking up the money and all of us are in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are we two, doing two our sisters. own damn thing? Two sisters. Right, because <laughs> we we are providing the the We got the, the recipe. Man, we got the why recipe. Why are we not doing our we own We got thing? the secret because, sauce. Because we have, never, we have never ventured into the other side. I was uh, talking with a friend of mine in Tampa. I know she's going to hear this. And uh, she runs a, a, a pharmacy. And, I mean, she knows all the lingo, went to school for X amount of years. I mean, did all this, has everything together, but she don't know how to get the word out to the general public. Hmm. So, I mean, we you got a lot of us who are talented in a lot of different areas. You got a lot of folk who can really, really cook. But when you ask them for a marketing plan or let's sit down and come oh, up yeah, with a menu right. and let's write yeah. down some descriptions and let's get some pricing information. Let's get this Cisco uh, food packet and mm-hmm. see how much it's going to cost. So per hot plate, I mean, how much are you spending out? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the best deal on these styrofoam cups? I mean, everybody go absent then. Mm-hmm. See, I, 
But you, I can cook, what, though. What is that? Right. Is that, a, is that a lack of education, a lack of motivation? What is it's it? a lack of stepping off <clears throat> that cliff. Yeah, because, because that... anything can be learned. <coughs> I was yesterday at a at a new shop about to open uh, over by Jackson State. It's called Fair de la Belle. It's a, a former workshop in where the overall blue boutique used to be. And I'm calling around the companies trying to get somebody to come and frost on the glass door. Uh-huh. But I need a cutout with the logo actually on the door. Mm. And I called two companies. The first company said they couldn't do it because the logo was so intricate and this and that. And I'm like, damn, but that's your specialty, though. Like, how are you going to tell me that it's too intricate for you to do and it's your job? So five seconds later, I'm on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm watching the whole tutorial on it. Uh-huh. And then figured the whole thing out today. All we got to do is order the frosted paste. Mm-hmm. And I can do it myself. And now guess what I have a skill in doing. Exactly. And that's the next step that we never go into. That's the next step we never go to. I think as far as the business thing, like, y'all remember FBLA in school? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Future well, Business Leaders of America. Well, yep. I, won, I won in it. <laughs> but, but we need a grown folks FBLA. Like, not for people who already have their own business. Well, for them too. We need people who already have their own business and people who desire to have their own business to get together. Because a lot of folks have a lot of skills, but it's all about the paperwork. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's all about the paperwork. You can be the best guitar player in the world, but if you don't know the paperwork, they're going to pimp you. Mm-hmm. You can be the best bulldozer driver in the world, but if you don't know the paperwork, they're they going to pimp, pimp you. And, like, you're going to get pimped. And so we get pimped long ways in the paperwork. So while we out doing all the blood, sweat, and tears, sweat, equity, Somebody, somebody just sitting in the office somebody signing checks. Somebody sitting with a suit signing checks and, dist- and uh, distributing funds. And the funds ain't going to come to you if you don't know the paperwork. Yeah, The funds will not come to you. You have to, like, get. And some of the easiest things that we can do, like, get licensing. Get yes. license for something. Damn, yes. It don't take nothing. A lot of, a lot of license that will shoot your, shoot your career up ten, twenty thousand $20,000 per year. Probably take a, a month. Something I ain't talking about, no nursing license or nothing like that. But contract license. Mm-hmm. If you do construction, there's no reason you shouldn't have your contract license. If you're halfway good with numbers and can remember a couple hundred concrete admixtures, you shouldn't have a problem. Uh, and it's maybe a month program. Hey, I tell people all the time get your CDL. Get yep. it. You don't know when you're going to use it. You can always use it. You can leave here today. You can fall back on there and get a job anywhere. And and get something for $70,000 later. Do that. It don't take long. A lot of these people that we think with these big trucks and these nice cars with the old Miss tags and Mississippi State tags, I don't never step foot in Mississippi State. Let's just be honest. (laughs) They got licenses. They, did. Yep. they found something, whether it be a trade or something else. They found mm-hmm. something. They found their way. Mm-hmm. We got to get back to that. Yeah, and we got to start owning stuff. When you get your license, you can own something in a hurry. Air conditioning license. Start your own air cooling. I business. mean, but here, let me stop you right there, though, yeah. because with that owning something, you have another battle that you have to fight. Fight. And you, you probably already know where I'm war. about to go. Yeah, you know, war. it's it's a war. You are correct, but that's another huge hurdle. I, but, but, but that I, I think bothers I, us. Ownership might community. not be for everybody, but it's definitely with the traffic. I yeah. I still take it, but I mean, to what Rita is exactly talking about, our problem, our problem, is 
it's a little bit deeper because sometimes you find your confidence in what somebody else did. Mm-hmm. You ain't seen it. A lot of times, the and first you time you, you saw it. You didn't know it could be done. So right. you got some trendsetters out here who are actually passionate about what they do mm-hmm. and what they want to do. But for the mere fact that you saw somebody, like I I, I think me and Rita on the same level, like when I looked at her. Mm-hmm. So I thought we were the same person. She ain't no better than me. So I feel this way about Rita. So if I see Rita ascending and just trying new things and doing it, I automatically feel like I can do the same thing that Rita does. And that's where that that's where that 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 copycat shit comes from. Right. Yeah. Because they never had that confidence in themselves, but viewed as my peer, if she can do it, I feel like I can do it too. So I get I didn't have the confidence, but I took hers. She has confidence in herself and she did that. So I'm gonna borrow that and I'm gonna use it for myself and you know, the fact that I had no originality from the jump because it ain't really what I was trying to do in the first place. Must have been what she was trying to do. Mm-hmm. How about I just take the same thing she did? And when I see that, I say, good job, but I will run circles around your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I, tell, I, I get graphic designers call me. They're in my inbox. They hit me up all the time and they ask me questions. And they, they what did you use on this? Or how did you do that? And I'm going to give them every piece of information I got. Because the, I close them and tell them. They'll be like, man, you don't mind giving no information out. You'll tell us anything. All we got to do is hit you up. And I'm like, yeah, because the catch is I can take your ass to the grocery store. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we can buy all the same ingredients. But you ain't going to cook like me. You ain't going to cook like me, dog. You just ain't going to cook like me. So, I mean, I'm 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 with you, Rita. It, it, it gets frustrating at times. It takes and, a while to get to that point. Because I've, you know, had folks ask me my formula, too. You know, what's your formula? What's your, you know, how how you get here? You have, and I have to remind people that I I am a baby in comedy, mm-hmm. so I am not in a position to advise you. When I've been doing comedy for four damn years. There's no toddler yeah. about driving. Four years. Yeah. I mean, most accomplished comedians, uh, you twenty thirty years. Right. You know, comedy mm-hmm. is one of those things where if you say you've been doing it four or five years, they're like, oh, you're still a baby. Right. You know. I've been doing comedy for years, and folks be all in my inbox. But what you do to get started? You know, uh, uh, tell me, tell me, how you meet Ricky Smiley? And I got somebody that, I, that Ricky needs to meet. You know, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah now they want to make you the pool. Like, I'm not gonna be giving your number to Ricky. I'm trying to keep my own job. Number one, but it, it gets it gets tough, man, because you're trying to 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 make sure that you're relevant at the end, that you're sharp. And I've had people to copy what I've done verbatim and then try to get me to, like, judge what they did. They'll send it to me. What you think about this? Co-sign on your own shit. I think you stole my shit. That's what I think about it. (laughs) Get out my inbox and come up with your own idea. But it's challenging to come up with your own idea when you're constantly consuming everybody else's stuff. Because we don't necessarily try to protect our stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's why I'm, I'm real cautious about how much of my comedy I put on YouTube Social media and stuff, and like, stuff that. like that. Because yeah. my worry is somebody going to see my stuff and steal it. But on the flip side, it's also like somebody could see my stuff and brand me with it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's also uh, a technique for ownership. Because yeah. mm-hmm. if it's out there, they can say, oh, that's Rita B's joke. Mm-hmm. As opposed to it not being out there and they're like, oh, Rita probably stole that from somebody else because it's yeah. not branded to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's hard Depends to figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, I mean, that's that's flat out crazy. And uh, the leg up, 
I mean, just watching you, the leg up that you have is you actually care about presentation. Like you're doing everything behind the scenes that most will need people, to be done. And most people wouldn't have a clue about when it's showtime. Like when it's showtime. Like I've had a I have a I'd have had a million people come to me and they'll say, Well, we got so and so. He hot. He up out Atlanta. He popping. And then I Google his name and nothing comes behind it. Mm-hmm. I get nothing behind it. I can't go to his Facebook and pull any professional photos. I mean, none of that background work. So say say this uh the the heart of the city thing goes super well and you featured on TV. And I always put myself in the, uh, in, the, in the shoes of the consumer. So if I'm the consumer and I'm sitting at the house, I done flipped on Comedy Central, and I see Rita B come across here, Rita Brent. I listen to her for five minutes. Man, she funny as hell. And everybody got a device in front of them. That's and I right. put her name in my device. What do I get back? Nobody understands that back part. Right. And you did that back part. And that is what gives you the advantage over people who may have been around here doing it for a long time because a lot of people around here been doing shit for a long time <laughs> but ain't never really put what it takes to go into it All right. you know we got a lot of singers yeah. around here but shit I can't name but really one who got original music mm. one or two you know, who got original music. We got a lot of people do cover music. Every time yep. I go in somewhere, somebody doing a cover song, but I, when you going to do your shit? I walk in a bar in New Orleans, I ain't never heard this song. Yeah, but I don't, don't, don't want to do, do, do my own music. Well, and, and the culture is different in New Orleans and Jackson. Yeah. If you yeah. if you are an artist and you go somewhere in Jackson, they're going to be like, hey, can you do Before I Let Go? Like, how many years have you been listening to the same damn song? You have to force us to some degree as a singer in Jackson, you have to force your originality on people. But yeah. you have to start with originality. You can't do cover for 10, 20 years and you get famous for singing Superstitious in Jackson. Henry and Rollins. then when you get ready to do your own shit, they're looking like, what's that? What's that? We don't want to hear that. that right. We don't want to hear your song. We want to hear uh, Everybody got let down. Everybody looking crazy. Let me, let, me, let me tell you about an experience I had with Brother Rollins, man. I love that man to death. They've been singing at Hams for Lord know how long. Rhodes. Yeah, and all these other places. Had somebody want to do something interesting with Rose, man. Got Rose in the studio, and you talk about not studio educated. It was like night and day. I was like, how? This ain't transitioning. I don't understand why this ain't working. What is going on? But it's just they've never been in that element before. All these years is live performances, live cover, live this, and it's just you put them in that booth. What do I do? Well, there's no hiding in the studio. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like with comedy. You have comedians who will do videos, right? Yeah. Which are edited. Mm-hmm. But when oh, boy, you put them on that stage. It's instant. It's either yeah. instant different. It's success or it's instant failure. So it's different. It's different. But I mean, I don't think it's. I don't think it's impossible. Henry Rose is is awesome. He is man. Yeah, he would just he would just need some you know some training in the studio. Yeah, he did, mm-hmm. and that was most definitely a great thing. Uh, we'll continue on. But wait, is it is it time? 
Uh-uh. Oh, okay. I, I mean, that's normally what you kick it on when it's time. Um, just had a great election, Rita. Uh, we have change about to come to the beautiful city, and I want to commend you for doing a great State of the Union address using all of the candidates. I could give you, fi- I could give you fifty high fives for that shit because that shit was hilarious. Thank I was you. like, great damn you, job. You hit on all of them. Yeah, man. And it was just like. That's, it was, <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about when I say originality. Yeah. Because you didn't look. Sometimes you can put certain people, certain creative, them creatives you always talk about birth. Yeah, yeah. You can put them in a room and you can put them in a room that's pitch black dog. Yeah. And they ain't got to look at nothing in their surroundings and they will come up with an idea. And they'll go. That's going to be gold. Yeah, Period. Gold. Gold. Anybody could have did that. What but made- only one person thought to do it. What made you want to do that, actually? I, I, I love that. Very idea. simple, man. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was on the way to work, right? And I was listening to Ricky Smiley's show 97.7, and I heard Robert Graham's commercial, right? Yeah. Uh, my name is Robert Graham, and I, I immediately started trying to imitate him. And by the time I got to Lakeland Drive, I was like, man, because somebody had asked me, why haven't you done any footage on the mayoral election? And I was like, ah, you know, because I'm trying to focus on national stuff. I said, but let me not lose my touch with the people locally. So I pulled over. At the crawdad hole off Lakeland Drive, <laughs> and I did spent, that spent video. Spent a lot of time over there. Yeah, I do. That's <laughs> and I did that video right there in the parking lot at like eight o'clock in the morning, and I didn't, I didn't really have time to edit it like I do my prayers. So a lot of it was off the top of my head, and I was like, eh, I'm just gonna put it out there. I sent it to my manager, Miranda Joyner, and she was like, this is funny. Post it now. (laughs) Man, it was funny, man. I had my brother call me like, hey, man, you see Rita? Yeah, it it was great, man. But what do you think about the the election sequence and uh, Chalkway, I'm sorry, Chalkway and Tarlemont pulling out the wind and who he may be facing? Well, I thought his win was extremely impressive. Uh, I had a lot of women hit me up and was like, hey, I voted for him just because he fine and you said he looked like Drake and I agree with wow. him. You know? Good job. <laughs> That's the same reason a lot of women voted for Obama because he looked good. You know, mm. I was just glad the guy voted for The man they want in their house. He is taking Because somebody <laughs> was on my page like, is he single? I was like, nah, boo, he taking <laughs> Uh, happily married. Like, happily. He's taken. <laughs> All right. But I thought the win was very impressive, and it said a lot. I was I was actually very shocked that Tony Yarba didn't have more votes. I think uh, somebody was talking about the silent majority. They thought that we're going to come mm, through. We talked a lot. We talked a lot about the faith vote. I we thought, did. I thought I thought Tony would still get the silent majority, and I still had a couple. Shout, shout out Tony. Tony ready to come back too. Yeah, we're gonna get Tony back. <laughs> on. Yeah, we're gonna get Tony back on here, man. We can't I wait to have. I, thought, I felt like he had some momentum uh, during the campaign. It, when felt, it during the debates, it seemed like it was just Choke and Tony going. Tony, out. Tony, Tony had a communication happened. problem, man. Because Tony sat in that chair, you sitting in, and Tony gave us a whole lot of stuff. We, we didn't man, know. We didn't so know. we knew a whole lot of stuff, but he mm-hmm. gave us a whole lot of stuff we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I mean it was it was impressive. <clears throat> he, he, yeah. was, he, he was he was definitely he, he gave us a lot of stuff he didn't know, but it was some stuff we knew. And, <laughs> and it was hard to get by that stuff, I guess, for the voting public. Uh but I think Tony he I thought exact. I thought if he would have just started on these streets and kept on these streets, he was gonna skate through this first term and get a second term. I thought mm-hmm. whoever got that first term, whether it be him or Antoine, was gonna skate beat up through for a second minute. term. Uh, and some things happened. Uh, we won't get into those things, uh, but some things happened, and the public just turned their back on Tony. They got tired of uh, the media 
for nothing good. Yeah, the media attention was. Yeah, the media <laughs> attention was bad, yeah. and I think, and I think like Antar, he's probably gonna be here long as he want to. I, I I agree with that because it's a bunch of things that are already taking place, plus his ideas, which should only make it better. I think like Jackson is headed to that next level finally. And he's going to be responsible of it. He's going to develop a whole big platform yeah. about things he can do and how he can do them. And it's going to look great on a national level to a party. They're going to want them. They're going to want them. <laughs> to a party. And we're going to get them back yeah. on here again, too. Yeah, to a party oh, yeah. that has nobody national. Mm. So if this works out for him, I can see him going upward and onward to something else. I'm saying it already. I'm calling it now. Hey, call uh, it. He's going up on and on with something else. I saw something the other day. Bernie Sanders like hurry up and jumped out and like corral the situation. Like, hey, congratulations! Right. And <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. Wow. You saw that? You didn't no, see that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh yeah. He wow. got Bernie gave him a nice little nice little paragraph. Yeah. And uh. And for a party who has like who's in shambles and has identity issues, identity 75, issues. a seventy-five-year-old bench, seventy-five-year-old <laughs> right? And so for number party, Vince Carter's on the team, yeah, he even looked like Barack a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that, trust me, that is what that is what the head of the Democratic National. Uh, that's what the DNC is saying right now. Man. It even looks like if, if that brother hit can do. national TV and speak, man, it's going to be amazing, man. Mortimer. I can't wait. We're back. I, I will. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. That's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. Man. That would literally be amazing because the man can most definitely speak well. And, and to, oh, he's to, impressive. To, I had a lot of people that I forwarded that episode to. I figured out how to copy and paste in my text message. Hey. So iPhone like fifteen or twenty iPhone user. Soon as we drop it, and I had a lot of people just reply back to me and be like, "I had no clue he was so impressive." Hmm. Very impressive. He has a presence about him. He does. He does. But what I what I hope is that the people of Jackson will be patient because I've seen what I told him to your face. Annihilate (laughs) Tony off of lies, just things that they don't know, yeah. things that he's accomplished. You know, it's all negative, negative, negative. You know, we are guilty in Jackson of just just being so counterproductive when it comes to the identity of our city. It's, mm. it's, it's, it loop into what we were talking about, right? Oh, it loops goodness. in. When yeah. somebody is out there trying to do something, mm. hell no, I ain't going to get out there and do it, but his ass ain't doing a good job. Right, <laughs> right, mm. right. You know, and I mean, it's the participation level is at an all-time low. It's a yeah, it's a <laughs> it's, it's a zero sum in the black community. Yeah, it's a zero sum. It's a zero sum game in the black community as far as praise and stuff like that. Either we're gonna praise y'all or not. And that's some of the easiest thing in the world to do, man. It's simply, and I and I've said this even when I was doing music independently and, and, and coming through the ranks of music. Like, man, why are, peop- why are my people so afraid to say, hey, I like your song? That because is insane. Of what I just told you, Ed. And I, and I get it, but like it. that literally, and, 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 and I heard Rick Ross say it, like, man, that, that type of feedback or that type of response takes no effort. It takes nothing for you to like somebody's picture. It takes nothing for you to speak something positive on somebody, regardless of whether you know them or not. If you dig it, you dig it, and it's nothing wrong with that. And it's just like people have so much internal pride when it comes to certain mm-hmm. things like that. It's just, it's just yeah. amazing. It, it's, yeah. it's internal pride, <sighs> but it's still some Insecurity. bullshit, yeah. though. Yeah. Because the catch is, if person be like, 
damn that Migos song hot. And then Rita be like, damn that shit popping. And Eddie be like, nigga, you hear that bass line? <laughs> I'm over here like, man, I need to hear that. Yeah. Yep. And that's the way we operate. We ain't, we, we do not want to be the first person to step out. No. We do, I, I, you can't be the first person to step out and say, hey, I like this. You're going to get stoned. You're going to get stoned. That's it. That's How it. dare you like it? And that's <laughs> and, and that just ain't we. Do, we she, she ain't my mammy. Black folk no. go with the wave. Because I'm always talking about, like, um, I stay ragging on clubs. I don't, I don't know why, but, I mean, just alcohol at the club. You remember when somebody told black folk about Chris Style? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You remember when sometime, somebody told black folk about Hypnotic? Yeah. That's all we bought. Yeah. You remember when somebody said about Nouveau in, oh, the, yeah. little, in the little pink thing? That's all we bought. Yeah, I, I totally. P, P. Diddy come out with a new Ciroc. We in Delta, Louisiana. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's we follow that wave. And yeah. I mean, that's just who we are. So it's kind of hard for us to branch out and be independent and be trailblazers and shit. I mean, trailblazers, they don't get recognized till they're dead. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We, rec- we recognize the token. Yeah. <laughs> the trailblazer <laughs> has a tough time. We like to recognize yeah, when the token, token gets in the door, but the trailblazer is rough on him. Trailblazer. It's like, ain't nobody letting him in nowhere. Like, yeah. now he's, he's, he's paving a way that not only he's going to make it through, through all obstacles and, 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 uh, and, and and people trying to stop him, yeah. but somebody gonna be able to follow that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Man, it's hard. Go find Tavis Smiley on uh, on YouTube talking about Martin Luther King. Yeah, and he'll talk about the the, the you speak in such reverence. Yeah. of Doctor Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. But if you go back the last two years of his life, could nobody in the United him. States of America stand up? They wanted to mm-hmm. kill him. Black folk had turned on. Black folk could turn. I read his book yeah. too. You either what's what's the saying? You either live. You, you, you hey, uh, you you don't get unfamous. You get infamous. No, you live long enough <laughs> to to be the hero. Something like that. You live long enough to see yourself become the enemy. I can't remember how it goes. The hero. Never. Yeah, yeah, woman, but now though, I mean, all February, the last week of January, it's all Doctor Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King. Everybody doing his speeches. Couldn't stand him in in sixty seven, sixty six. Okay, right before he died. Right Everybody was turning on him. Everybody. 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 Black folk had turned on Dr. Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Right. He was uh he but had he, he had a Trump approval rating. He had the same almost the same approval rating as Trump. It was terrible. But it's convenient to keep that history book closed. Yeah, yeah, what you talking about? You know, he's been whitewashed. Don't don't take down no statues. You upset a lot of people about them so, statues so and flags. In the dark of night last night. In the dark of night last night. In the dark. Cranes, baby. Well, cranes in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> They should have had that cranes blast. Twenty pound sledgehammer. Hey, Antar's Beautiful. smart though. I was, <laughs> I was trying this bit on stage talking about Antar and how. Oh, I said I did two bits about Robert Graham, and I said he had that dog because he wanted white people to vote for him. Yeah. Who's that dog, man? Uh, Yoshi. Yoshi, yeah, Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> he thought having a dog was gonna get the white people votes, yeah. but yeah. it didn't get the black people votes because it wasn't like a, a Rottweiler or a pit bull. Yeah, you know, we like we like yeah. dogs and kids. <laughs> it was like a pit. <laughs> so we was like, we give that about no York Yorkshire Terrier. Man, and you know, Antar, his slogan is, "And when I become male, we become male." Yeah. I said that's real slick. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's been four years, ain't nothing been done. Right. They be like, Antar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you ain't done nothing. He be like, nah, it ain't that I ain't do nothing. We, we didn't, didn't do, do that. 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 That's you smart as hell. You know, that's just like that's just like uh when when the when, the, when you guys snitch on you like, hey man, they called us, man. Come on, man, they got us, dog. Come on out, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> they got us, man. Yoshi was waiting on that one percent sale tax money, man. She was. She was it's crazy. Dog biscuits everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> My dog believes in me. I had to, let me tell you an interesting, interesting conversation I had over the weekend. I was um driving, I'll just say that. And um I was having a conversation with some people that I was riding with. And these people are basically on the 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 mid to high low level down in the Madison area in the election committees and all this other stuff. Somebody knew Robert Graham. Mm-hmm. And not Robert Graham, but John Horn. And they gave me the backstory of why he ran. I won't get into too many details, but I will honestly tell you this. The man ran because of a blog post on Jackson Jambalaya and what the response numbers was. That's all the motivation he did. Oh, he, he, he fought over and running for a long time. We just so happened to get our hair cut sometime in the same place. And he decided, you know, off and on. Like one time he said he was, next time he said he wasn't. <clears throat> I thought he was a great candidate. He just didn't do a job, a great job in the black community, man. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he could have won against I don't think he could have won against, you know, these young guys. I don't think any, nobody could beat Antar, man. Like, it was... Phew. It was just his time. Man, it was, it was just his time. It was a uh, it was a mandate. I've heard it said uh, somebody called the vote a mandate. Like, this is... We're not accepting the status quo anymore. Mm-hmm. And they compared it to Trump. The reverse. Because, yeah, it's just reverse, though. This is like the liberal Trump. What you doing ain't working. Everybody in there not working, we're going to try something else. Something entirely different. Hmm. Something inclusive. Something uh, cooperative. Like he, like he likes to say. So Co-op. Co-op. So <laughs> we all the mayor. We, we got a mayor co-op. That's awesome. <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, last topic of the night. It is, ladies, it is playoff time. The time of year we all love <clears throat> is the NBA playoff time and... Yes, I don't know sir. if you have a team, but I, I I still have a team, and they are in it right now, and I think they still winning, San Antonio Spurs. But everybody's already predicting a rematch of the finals from last year, which will be... I'm already telling you what they're going to say. The tiebreaker. The, That's what they're going to call it. The tiebreaker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rob is, has his ear to the marketing floor. He's saying it's going to be it called the tiebreaker. The ratings are not very good in the NBA, so most definitely, I think they're most definitely going to have some conversations with the refs and make this finals Happen. And these playoffs suck. They don't feel the same. They don't. They don't they feel don't. like the retro. Like I'm thinking, they don't like, feel like must watch TV. It, it it don't man. Remember that used to be the slogan: must watch TV. I love like you know, it was just like now it's like the game on. Yeah, like I'm waiting on. I'm waiting <laughs> on that Sacramento Lakers series. Like you yeah. remember how they used yeah. to play back in the day, man? They used to I down. used to love. That was like the last of like some of the great series to me. LeBron been beating up people ever since then. And like you know, it's, it's not as cool. But jazz and the Bulls, I used to live for them series. Yeah, man, man what? Even the Phoenix Suns when they would play all to like, I man, I'm telling you that that same competitiveness is not there anymore. You can tell that these folks are just giving up. But also, you know, you got a bunch of superstars on one team, which is also a problem. You yeah, know, you, yeah. and to to think that. Steph Curry and Durant are on the same team. That was unheard. I I never ever would have predicted that Steph Curry and Kevin Durant would have been on the same team. 
Same thing. LeBron James carried all of these superstars are just loaded up. Kevin Love. On Kevin a Love's few Because yeah. they make you think that they, they the rhetoric now is if you don't have a ring, you ain't accomplished nothing. Yeah, that's yeah, how they treat yeah. Charles Barkley. Yeah, they treat Charles uh, like trash. Yeah, you got to realize then, too, like the salary cap is just so, I mean, the salaries are so crazy these days. <clears throat> and the NBA has gotten more worldwide that, you know, the owners are making so much money, they they can do that. They just, they are still in the green, I mean, in the black, playing all these players, which is amazing to me. Like LeBron, the Cleveland Cavaliers, I think the year he got back, they were worth $600 million. Now they're worth like $1.6 mm. billion. Per- person, give me a correlation between the NFL viewership being down and the NBA viewership being down. What is it? It got to be something really underlying. It got to be simple. Uh, First of all, uh, streaming. There are ways to stream and get around paying for it. So yeah. that's a lot. And then you can watch things like, I don't know if they're really counting the numbers that, are, that you can watch on tablets and bars and stuff like that. I don't necessarily think the viewership down. I just don't think people are paying what they used to pay for cable. I think if we look all across cable, yeah. the viewership is down. I don't view live TV. I don't even like to be counting on Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like people to count me on Nielsen. If there's something coming on, I will tape it and watch it later. But I don't like watching live TV that much. But I, and I think that it's too—it's uh, a commitment. And this generation not big on commitment. Like nah, no team span <laughs> too short. Yeah, I mean yeah. because especially with the the way these playoffs set up, I've just enjoyed kind of watching the highlights a little bit more than watching a twenty point blowout in a right. closeout game with the Spurs and the Rockets. Why in the hell do I want to watch this a twenty point blowout? For a playoff game that could send you to the Western Finals. I'll just watch the highlights. Uh, when, when you get to the playoffs, you think that the blowouts are pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Second, they should third be. Round. They should be. Referees used to keep that shit intact. They right. used to. <laughs> Keyword. We're going to keep this by the six-point game. Right. Right. It's going to be a foul on so-and-so. Don't cover the spread. Steph Curry hit five three-pointers. Okay, three fouls. You're out. Right. Just go sit down. Keep it close. May the best man win in the fourth. Yep. Those are the best reps for me. <laughs> Keep it close, man. Tie game, five minutes left. I ain't calling nothing else. <laughs> man. But let's go through a few more headlines before we call it a night. Kaepernick advisor, three teams called about the QB. I find it very funny. And going back to that token and trailblazer comment you made earlier, and I want to get your opinion on this, I find it funny that Kaepernick can't get a job, but fucking Chad Kelly can. Is that not amazing by any means? No, we stay in a white society, and when you go against the grain... So what would you call him? Would you call him a token, or would you call him a trailblazer? He's definitely a trailblazer. Ah. He's suffering the fate of a trailblazer. Uh, There you go. He is suffering the fate. Our our, our trailblazers (laughs) Tokens have jobs. Our tokens do have jobs. Tokens are employed. He's not actually a trailblazer yet because he's still alive. Like, oh, man. <laughs> and uh, pushing what he pushed, they usually kill you after a while. So they killing his career. They yeah, killing his career. But I, I just, can't, I think like, he expected that. You, nobody, like, come on, I don't man. Think nobody he wants it. this guy. I think he expected. I, I think, I, I, I guarantee you, there's some regret in his heart right now. A little a, bit, but a, I think he expected it put, because he didn't renegotiate that contract. He still wanted that lump mm. sum at the end. He was ready to ride out because he felt that that was gonna come. 
I, I believe if he thought that this would end his career, then he wouldn't have done it. He would have stood his ass up and got off that knee. Mm. Uh, look, these NFL players, they mess up a lot, but they know what not they to do. They They know what not to do. <laughs> they know what not to be seen. They know what company not to have. Yeah, some uh, of them do. They do. from Miami. Miami look, players just don't give a shit. When, <laughs> when that money getting important, man, Colin knew what he was doing. I think Colin knew yeah, what he was doing. I, I think... I think he knew what he was doing. I think he prepared himself just for this. Yeah. So now, does he have to commit to life as a woke warrior? I mean, what what is he? Yeah, supposed he to does. He's life a common now? man. He, he's a, he's a, he's a common person. He continues to be philanthropic. He continues to do that, and and he he continues to trailblaze on way. I think this is a good way for him to ride out because if he does get on a team, they're not going to play him. And if he does play him, regardless of what he does, he can go there and throw a perfect game. They still going to hang him. You remember Craig Hodges saying that? Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's listening to this podcast, yeah. Cap, I just I devised some kind of marketing scheme. Yeah, that's of, all he need of just putting it together. I would put workouts and everything on uh, on YouTube. It'd be a Colin Kaepernick update every day on sports, and I make him have to cover me. That's John right. LeVar Ball that stepped in here, he's his ass on TV every day. That was my next statement, LeVar Ball talking. <laughs> I mean, and, and sometimes we, we ridicule the uh, the uh, the means. That shit is really about the ends. About the ends. And, yeah. you know, however he got to get there, mm-hmm. you know, he can he can make it to where you cannot deny me. So if he out here working out every day and he's in he's in playing shape and he's conditioned and he got this world renowned trainer from so and so is working out with Colin Kaepernick he's down here in Florida he's down here man if you do that shit every day if you devise a plan to do that shit every day I don't know Rob I have to pick him up you know Jamarcus Russell. Got he was too ESPN. big and then he blew too much money. He got, he still got an ESPN special about to come back. Got Jeff, was it Jeff Garcia? To help him mm-hmm. with his footwork. Showed him training. Man said, man, look, please somebody give me a job. Hey, Mark Sanchez, no dice. Job. No dice. Why? That's crazy. Not fair skin. And Jamarcus Russell, I, I believe, literally had great intentions this uh, for a second time around. Like anytime he's young, did too. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, but that's just that, that that's that strike. Yeah, you got long. that you got that one strike against you. A black but quarterback has a, a backup. The, one year you don't feel, but you got to show us somebody. The talent. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> you don't stand back up for no eight years. The parity and talent. I think what we what we don't realize. Fucking Johnny Menzel is finna yeah. get another job. Oh, well, we don't realize a lot as fans is that the parity and talent from the first player on the roster. To the fifty-fifth player on the roster, it's not that different. It's not that different. Yeah, and so any like it's not for long. Any given Sunday, you can you can uh your your uh your necessity can expire. The need your need can expire. Like yeah. and you have to create your own. I watch I watched my one of my best friends, Fred Smooth. I watched him. Retired on the field. Yeah, you told Buck. He, he told me every game, hey man, in my last year. I know. I can't do this no more. Like, that guy weighed 290 pounds running the ball. <laughs> and he like, he like, I weigh 185. He's like, I'm in my 30s. No, I can't do it anymore. He's like, that's it. This is my last year. Going on to another headline. LeVar Ball says, Son can listen to Kobe Bryant, but he has to play his own game. Let me tell you something, man. 
That dude in the way. And th- he gonna sabotage. I was just getting ready to put the ball in your court, pun intended. You have a very stellar athlete, son, six five, five star recruit. Do you really, as a parent, need to get this involved in his career at this level? He's great. He's going to do great things. But does he truly need you to speak up so loudly for him? I mean, it's not going gonna stop until his son puts him in check. It, it, because right now, his son is just enabling. It's like, all right, Dad, just go ahead and do what you do. But I mean, as a but does the son have that ability though? Yeah, yeah, he got the ability. He if he about to he graduating college. He finna graduate yeah. UCLA. Like he, when LeBron year, told him, "Want to show head down?" Yeah, like you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. 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 You gotta got to put your dad in check. Once he get that check, I think he'll be good. He'll, yeah, he he, he gonna have a reason to go shut up. I'm not saying he's the same type of. I ain't saying he Richard Williams or whatever, but and I ain't saying that Lonzo Ball is a phenom. I'm not saying that. In the same in the same way that the Williams sisters was, but yeah. you know, I the braggadocio is alright. You know, Williams if you want to if you want to brag, cool. I don't really care. You know, it's not gonna make me look at you more because I understand what it's all about. Like, you don't think it's gonna turn the teams off because they like ah, you know, that was gonna be my like next kid, question. But we don't want to deal with his dad. Yeah. it depends on how much think, talent is there. He's talent. Yeah, top ten. He's top ten pick. So yeah, they got him too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He top ten picks, so he talented enough to where they go. Do buy you it. think there's a price on his head next year? Nah. What you mean? Well, it's like, do be you think wanna... they going for his throat when he get that get on that court next year? Oh no, <sighs> it's gonna be fans want to see that just because yeah. it's I want to see Ali. Ali I want to see the vets kill him. Ali used to do the same thing. He used to talk noise because he knew people were gonna still watch that fight <laughs> because they wanted to see him lose because he was so bragging. You know, he bragged so much, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. I think. I think he's putting himself out there. And a lot of times we got to watch ourselves when we decide who can say what because we watch a bunch of other athletes and other professionals be all braggadocious and stuff. You know, they're all macho and they say what they want and they say a lot of outlandish things. Hell, it even get you be a, you can even be president doing this shit. <laughs> and, uh, but when we get when we have somebody who's confident in themselves and the first thing we do is call them arrogant and I'm not much for arrogance but I separate from confidence and I think it's a difference and so you know is just annoying though I mean he's annoying but he's confident in his son it doesn't seem strategic it doesn't seem uh, I'm not saying he has to be humble but just be tasteful be tactful I mean the, the the way he's going about things, it's a turnoff. It's a turnoff. And I mean, because Kevin Hart has a lot going. He got shoes. He got draws. He got a lot going. But when Kevin Hart is marketing himself, you're like, all right, I can get behind it. Like, it's motivating. Like, I want to go buy some Kevin Hart shoes because of the way he's marketing. It's tasteful. But this guy, he just, it's just real annoying. It's, yeah, it's annoying. And he definitely needs, he definitely, he definitely needs the public for whatever he's marketing, especially for them shoes. But, I think oh, man, there's a lot of people knowing, yeah. Magic oh, says... Mark Cuban and that's is annoying. The, that's I the hate the, Kim Kardashian. Yeah, very annoying. And she makes plenty of money. Her yeah. mama annoying. Magic says teams are drafting Lonzo, not LeVar. And Magic is who you got to do. I mean, but, that, but, but see, those are like the gatekeepers on. and stuff like that. I ain't mad. You got a lot of loud mouth white folk who get to get in the door and be loud mouth white folk. Mm-hmm. So I'm just happy... 
that he came through the door. He had to come with a product, though, which the mm-hmm. product is his son. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, his ass wouldn't be on TV at all. At all. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't allow a loud Negro in the door. But, you know, mm-hmm. just the simple fact that he came through there, and he still wanted to be himself. He didn't tone it down. He didn't tamper down. Mm-hmm. He came in just flat-out shit-talking, and somebody looked at him and figured out, whether good or bad, we still get ratings with LeVar Ball still on. Get ratings with LeVar Ball on. Same and what the, and what the game wrote. <laughs> this is actually me and you saying last week. Yeah. This is what the game wrote. He said, just bought my son and a few of his friends, the Lonzo Balls, uh, ZO2 kicks, just on the pure fact that I've spent over a million dollars. Shit, probably a million. Probably more on Nikes, Jordans, and other big name sneaker brands in my lifetime. So why not support a family brand and a rising uh, star shoe? Funny how niggas will go out and buy Gucci flip flops for three hundred and four hundred with no complaints, but then complain and bitch when a kid and his family is trying to make a name for themselves and trying to grow their own brand. I also think about all these five hundred dollar duplicate Jordan niggas out here going broke and dying over. Just trying to keep up with the Joneses, while MJ, as much as I love him and support him, and his legacy ain't never really did much for the black community other than tax our motherfucking ass for the same shoes over and over, as well as charge these kids' parents hella money to get in these camps. And again, no hate. MJ is MJ. But today I chose to support Zoe and his family. Fuck how anybody feel about it. Keep making memes if all if that's all your broke, hating ass can do. Maybe sometimes people need to delete the meme app off their phone and start creating their own legacy instead of picking someone else is a part. I will also be buying 10 more pair of Zoe's kicks for 10 kids whose parents can't afford them on behalf of my Robin Hood project. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care about, you know, the dude. I, I, I'm definitely not one like, oh, protest the shoes. I, <laughs> yeah, I, don't think, I think he's annoying. Like he said, you know, he said mm. some people are going to buy a Rolls Royce, some people are going to buy a Toyota Camry. Mm, yeah. So it just comes down to what you can afford. That's you know, right. I, go go ahead. You know, yeah. but I, the only thing I, I have issues with that is when Folks who really don't know stuff be talking about, oh, uh, MJ don't do nothing for the black community. How in the hell do you know what he does? For the, that makes that annoys me. How but, we mean, can speculate and be like, oh, just because he doesn't publicize it doesn't mean he's not doing anything. That's true. That's that's an insult to say it's the easiest because it's he the donated easiest thing to do. It is. He donated a hell of money to the, the, million, the, the African uh, the, the museum and one of the Smithsonian's. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So why why say that? Why say that? Just because you don't see it don't mean it ain't happening. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly why he said it. He said it because you actually understand, right? Mm-hmm. But the son bitch he trying to reach on Instagram with mm-hmm. that message right there, that's what he went to with that message. You yeah. know, because we still hold, it's certain things us hold up on pedestals and Saturday mornings at Foot Locker and City Gear are a part of that. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna have another issue because that that logo was most definitely very similar to the Zone Six logo by the Ohio State Buckeyes wide receiver coach. So they gonna have some answering to do. Uh, last, long, hey, long as it's twenty percent off, that's all it takes. Yeah, I agree. You can do the Jordan symbol and move his arm down twenty degrees. Yeah, so you get and you beat bit. and you beat court. Look at the comparison. It's close. I don't know if it's gonna count for twenty, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, Diallo post second highest vertical ever. Hamidou Diallo, who practiced but never played at Kentucky, records a forty-four and a half inch max vertical jump. I have no clue. The key to this, what I'm reading, is he went to Kentucky and never played. He is going to the draft. I mean, he would have been a star at Clemson. 
Mm. <laughs> he never played. That's what, that's what you gotta do, baby. NBA don't care. NBA look for that talent. Wow. Where's that talent? Wow. That's all. Got, that's all. What's his name? One. What's the coach? Calipari. Uh, that's Calipari. it. Give me some horses. Calipari, man. That's. I mean, you talking about a advertising guru, a recruiting guru? He's telling the guy, hey, you are in uh, the NBA AAA. Kentucky, you going straight to the NBA. I'm not playing. Like, you leaving next year. You got to. Because I got 10 more like you coming. Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah, get out of here. You got to get out of here. And so, and, and like, he treats them guys like men. And he's going to keep getting six or seven five-star recruits every year. Because he treats them like men. He gives them a sense of responsibility that a lot of these schools don't give them because they treat them like racehorses. Hmm. Not capable of handling their own business and making their own money and doing their own thing. And that's how you come in the door at Kentucky, and I love it. And that's how you should come in the door at Ohio State. That's how you come in the door at Alabama with Nick Saban. That's how you should come in the door at everybody. He protects those guys. Why did he play? Because he was hurt. Why didn't he play? Because he, um, he was injured during the year? Yeah. He might been hurt. See, Alabama football, you got to, There's people behind you want your position. You can't be hurt. But you got to play. <laughs> football, unlike <laughs> basketball, you got to play them three, son, before you do anything. Mm-hmm. And I the really WNBA season is about to start. I don't know if anybody cares. Start saying. saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who won the chip last year? I tried. I think to keep the Lynx. I do a very bad job. I like Della Dover. That's my girl. Oh, hell, I thought you were talking about Matthew Delano. No, no. Delana, what's her name? What's her name? It's like, she hey, has you got me too name. for a second. It's like, don't fake Delana, Della, what's her name? Lost me person. <laughs> the basketball <laughs> player. She plays for, uh, I think she just got traded to like uh, the Liberty, I think. She old, new school player. She ain't been in the league number like three, four years. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. When, you, when you figure now, out how you got movement. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Hey, y'all come out support me and Yeah, that's why I want to yeah, read Yeah, we, 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 we were getting ready to get to yeah, it before we get ready to even get to the last thing. Come on, read what, 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 what do you have going on? So I'm going to be auditioning for Kevin Hart's TV show, Heart of the City, which airs on Comedy Central. He's that's right. coming to Mississippi. Um, and the four out of all the comedians in Mississippi, they are coming out of the woodworks. So tell you, Mississippi got comedians that you ain't never seen Same before. before. <laughs> May 20th, though, May 20th, I'm going to be on the bill with some of these comedians. I get five to seven minutes to do my thing. There's another showcase on the 27th, but mine is May 20th at the Hideaway in Jackson. Tickets are $10. There's an Eventbrite page. You can go to my Facebook page, Rita Brent, R-I-T-A, Brent. Um, Instagram, you know, hit me up if you want tickets. All right. The Hideaway, Heart of the City Auditions, Rita B. I'm trying to be one of the four that Kevin Hart chooses. We the same height, too, man, so I hope you like me. Uh, we hope you most definitely do. <laughs> we do. Yeah, I hope they like. We hope either it's between yeah, you and Merck, and we hope you take both of y'all. Like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. It'd be amazing. <laughs> He actually that tall? Person disbelief person. I'm five three. I think Kevin is five five. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. I googled he's, it. He's, he's tiny. Out of curiosity. He looked like he'd commit suicide jumping off a coffee cup. He's swollen. He's swollen. Yeah. He's yeah, swollen. Pull that pistol on you, Kevin. <laughs> hey, no, <laughs> hey, no, I'm tripping, man. But uh, 
What you got, person? Happy Mother's Day. Man, yeah. That's what I wanted to put in there. It is most definitely the weekend for the celebration for those of you who have great mothers in your lives and those of you who may have great mothers who have left on and still have great memories. Make sure you do something extremely special for that person who brought you into this Get these flowers now. Get these flowers now. Give these people their flowers while they are here. Give my mama some money. That was she Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking my mama to the boat, dog. That's all she want to do. She just want to go to the boat. So we we going to Vicksburg Sunday. My mama like fish and spaghetti. Man, what you talking about? I had some fish and spaghetti just yesterday. Thank you, Miss Bobby. Hey. Uh, It was uh, was all right. I loved it. That's one of my favorite meals, too. I supposed to eat it on Friday, but I gave her some dirt the other day. She helped me out. Uh Uh-oh. What we got? Uh-oh. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we would like to thank you for another amazing show. Rita Wong, thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting Yay. me. I appreciate it. Well, I'm not going to ask you to come back because we're going to get you back. You really so, not. We love really. to have you. You we're really not. not. Uh, we, we, you working your way into a permanent part of the show, but we just kind of, yeah, you just floating it in right again. now. Yeah. We got to talk to the Asian. Yeah, yeah, we got we to gotta, we gotta talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Roundtable. I'm your host, awesome. Eddie Wright. Before we get ready to get out of here, closing statements from the gentleman. Percy, what you got? Don't know why I came oh. <laughs> with you, girl. Hey, 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 Rob, what you got? Oh no, I ain't got nothing, man. You got nothing, man. Just a good week. I, I appreciate Rita coming out, man. Yes, it was, it was real last minute. We do. Person was gonna be out there on that truck. I thought he was gonna be gone, so I just sent Rita an inbox. <laughs> yeah. Rita Rita was, came in on a crate. Yeah. <laughs> on a pallet. Uh, Rita, Rita was sitting up eating uh uh what was it? Fresh and squeeze lemon water. Yeah. And yeah. and the skin off Popeye chicken, man. Yeah. Man. And one bother nobody. <laughs> I, I, I do that too. I'm gonna make me some lemon water. I need to make some too. Rita, any closing hey, statements for us before we get out of here? Yeah, y'all come support me May 20th at the hideaway for the heart of the city auditions I'm trying to win so I can get on Comedy Central so y'all come out and support me the more laughs the better alright $10 tickets May 20th that's a Saturday at the Hideaway in Jackson I would be out there laughing that's right we'll most definitely be in the building we are glad to have everybody take part in the round table happy without mother's day, man. happy mother's day to the mothers out there without you we, there will be no us without the listeners there will not be like no pa- without the members of the round table <laughs> there would be no round table and without you the listener the board members we would not be here we would like to thank you guys for listening i'm your host david wright and always remember <laughs> uh, have a conversation have it with everybody. <laughs> and I always remember, <laughs> iron sharpens iron. We out. <laughs> Surrounded by Corona titties. <laughs> <laughs> Pencil.